All right, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It is July 4th, 2022. <clears throat> Larry, happy 246th anniversary of a violent insurrection led by rebels and gun-toting maniacs. Whoremongers. <laughs> whiskey, Drunks. Whiskey-drinking whores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a little fun with that this morning because I was thinking about a way to, to make up that smart-ass comment, and, and I've been telling people that I'm 47 for a few months now, and I, I was born in 1976. That's 200 years after, and I thought 247th. Then I did the math, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not 47. I'm 46. So I just you gained a year back. So You didn't know how old you were. I didn't. I guess when you're old enough that you have to stop and do the math. <clears throat> It doesn't get any easier. <laughs> I don't figure so. You know, um, at some at some point in your life, you used to express your age in ages and, and years and months. You know that, right? Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. There was an eighteen month old, I believe, at the little cookout I was at last night. And I, I think I'm five hundred and some months. Of course, I no, no, no. You you know, if you're if you're talking to a seven year old, they're like, I'm seven, I'm seven years old and. Six months, you know, yeah, I'm that month back. thing you got to, it yeah. particularly comes into play about 18 and 21. Okay. Yeah. 20 and a half. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's Richie's checking in. I I'm, thought he, I thought he was incommunicado. I'm glad to see him and Ish are still alive after their. Well, we don't know that. Is Ish still alive? Well, that's a good question. We I need, need proof of life. Proof of life. Okay. I need proof of life there. So. <clears throat> Well, uh, last time we were here, we were in West Virginia at a, on a new driver orientation and um, back to normal this week, I guess. I do have news for you, though. Hmm. Uh, I am not going to be available this coming weekend on Sunday. So, or excuse me, on Saturday. Wait a minute. Sunday. Yeah, I can do Sunday. I'm thinking Saturday. I'm not going to be available Saturday night, but we're Sunday, aren't we? Okay. Never yeah, mind. I, Sunday I just, just just delete all that. Okay. We'll edit that, okay? So, never mind. We I will be here Sunday. Let me look at the calendar. There was some I had some conflict. Let me look real quick. So, the podcast next week is on the Sunday. 10th. Yeah, I'm good. It's all good. It's all good. I have a um I have a um past president's luncheon in Cincinnati on Saturday. And I haven't gone in a while. And there's a, some of the guys we might not be seeing these guys that much more. So I decided to go this year and it's probably going to run into the wee hours of the morning. As mm, I can't imagine. So, uh, all the stories that will be told, uh, you know, all the catching up to do and whatnot. So I probably won't be, a available on saturday next week mm -hmm. i hope that my i hope my recovery is in effect by 9 p.m on sunday night <laughs> i figure it'll be all right i've seen you rally plenty of times yeah <laughs> i've seen you rally mm -hmm. speaking of rallies we got a big one coming up don't we yeah buddy in a couple of weeks let's see here i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to be the producer here okay you go look ahead. here look at there i did that I did that. <laughs> What's the picture? I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
So uh, July 16th and 17th. How many we got registered now? We're 42 paid. Okay. So 42 paid. Now listen, remember everybody, if you are signed up for this event and you did not reserve your hotel room on the hotel's website, you don't have a room. So you need to go into the body of the event page, go to the link for the hotel and reserve your room. We're not reserving your room for you. So if you want to have a room or call the hotel and tell them you're with the blue ribbon event, it doesn't, you don't have to do it that way. So if you do it that way, it lets us know what you, where you're getting, we can kind of double check and follow up with you because we'll be talking to the hotel early next week and, and making sure everybody's got what they expect. We, um, it is imperative, though, that you let us know if you haven't already, if you're coming in a truck, because we have a whole bunch of you coming in trucks, and I'm trying to figure out where to put all these trailers. The tractors aren't a problem. Trailers are going to be a, a little bit, in it, especially if you're going to have work done on your truck. we got to get rid of the trailer. So what I recommend is you guys use your fuel points and go get you a reserve spot at the TA in Taze Valley. It's about mm-hmm. five miles away. Next exit down. And then you can either bobtail back up to the hotel, and we got plenty of, plenty of bobtail space. Listen, we need to. That needs to be Richie's job because he needs to be out there uh, managing the parking lot. I like that a lot. That way he can get them all in. And we, the ones who aren't going to be needing to get out, we can put in the back, kind of like the truck show. You know, mm-hmm. get those guys in the back because we're going to shuttle people back and forth from the hotel to the uh, event, so you don't really have to have your truck. And unless you're going to have it worked on, if you're going to get worked on, let's just take it on over there and leave it. And then you rise the guys out of the shuttle. So we'll get this all figured out this week. But I didn't expect this many people to come in a truck last year. A lot of people flew and drove and whatever. Yeah. We only had a handful in trucks last year. Yeah. And we had plenty. And we had plenty. We were right, literally right next door to the TA. So we had plenty of room and didn't need it. Now this year we're five miles from the TA and trying to find a place to park. But Richie wants to know if he can park the fancy Peterbilts. The fancy Peterbilt guys probably aren't going to be here. But if they yeah. did, I don't think they'd let Richie anywhere near their trucks. They're real now, particular about them. Now, all of our guys, all of our guys, okay, get your trucks washed on the way up here, drop your trailers at TA, and we're going to put the Blue Ribbon fleet at the event. We've never had a fleet picture, ever. And Landstar has been begging me for one and various other people. So we're going to park the fleet in like in a little – semi-circle in front of the event and have all the blue ribbon trucks there so well we're we're, we're doing <coughs> we're having a business meeting here online but uh i may be having somebody to come wash the trucks there so i don't tell them that have, just have them wash them anyway okay okay <clears throat> wash the damn trucks get your windshields cleaned off get it standing tall get it out there and looking good and uh then you can stand out there and kind of uh show your own truck off as the people come in so Anyway, July 16th and 17th, I'm, I've uh, told everybody I know that I'm not available this week. I'm rewriting the entire uh, event uh, because we've got different strategies and different challenges this year than we had last year. You know, last year we were just sort of basically teaching everybody how to stay in business mm-hmm. generally. Now we've got to teach you how to literally stay in business. So I'm rewriting everything. We're going to have an entire new presentation. Probably won't even have any slides that you recognize. So um so we're i'll be doing that all week and um we're going i'm going out thursday of next week to uh, get everything set up for you get ready for you and friday night we're going to have a reception at the windham wingate by windham hotel in the lobby there it's going to be transformed into the lunatic lounge and uh we're going to have some little light hors d'oeuvres and snacky things there 
won't be dinner. You need to go ahead and have dinner. This is just to keep you from getting too drunk. And, um, of course, Nick and the cash bar will be open and we'll have a reception Friday night. And then we'll see you guys bright and early on, on uh, Friday morning. And then all, or excuse me, on Saturday morning and then all day Saturday and all day Sunday, we'll be teaching you the ways of the lunatics. So we're looking forward to it. A lot of people that are coming and we've never seen before, never met before. Um, so, um, I will be sending out a letter to everybody who's uh, registered, uh, probably late this week with some final instructions. Um, so I uh, look for that. Uh, so a lot of times our stuff goes to the spam and the junk folder for some reason, but anyway, so we got that going on. Um, remember that we are, um, sponsored by these guys right here. Uh, look at me. I'm not very, I'm not a very good, there we go. Now I've got it. This is why you can never, ever be off again. Okay. <laughs> Uh, OPS, Pittsburgh Power, Max Mileage. Um, they, we actually are running up against the Walkit truck show that same weekend. Mm -hmm. Also run up against the Expedite show up in Fort Wayne. So we've got two other events that were on the calendar before we were. So Pittsburgh Power is having to divide their manpower. So they're going to send us product. I don't think we're going to have any people. I don't think we might end up getting a straggler. But um, I'm working with them right now. They've got a promotion going on this weekend for 100 bucks off. I'm trying to get them to let us continue that the weekend we're there. 100 bucks off on OPS uh, deal. So that'd be sweet. So I'm working yep. on that. Uh, we'll see if we can maybe get some special prices on, on OPS supplies and max mileage uh, that weekend. We'll have plenty of product there. So uh, remember, Rocky will be there to uh, inspect uh, suspensions or do alignments or look at tire wear or anything that's related to that. Uh, he'll be available. Um, you can all... register by going to blueribbonlogistics.com slash Rocky. And if you want Carl to inspect your truck, the same address, but slash Carl, fill out a form, let us know you're going to be there. I think Rocky's coming in town Wednesday. He's going to do him Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe. Yeah. So he'll be available. Um, and this is, uh, this is just lets them know that you're coming so they can, you know, make plans for, to get to you. Like with Rocky, it takes him three or four hours to do an alignment. So you just can't show up, you know, so he'll get with you and schedule it. Uh, this lets him know who's coming. Uh, same with Carl, depending on what you want Carl to do. It could be a matter of an hour or it could be a matter of a day, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, so let Carl know what you need. Uh, if you want to have an OPS installed there, we have everything. We don't have the, the different install kits. So let us know so we can have that there for you if that's what you want to do. Or go, just go on our website and order it. And I'll bring it there and have it there. So yeah. instead of shipping it, I'll just have it there. So uh, if there is a special and you go ahead and order it from us, and when the special comes up, we'll make sure you get the refunded the, the price if that, in fact, comes to pass. So that way you go ahead and get it there, have it there for sure. And if the special comes up, we'll make sure Pittsburgh Power gives us a refund. So, all right. Uh, we got anything else housekeeping to do here? I believe that's it. I think we can dive into the. Oh, one more thing. Oh, like, yeah. and, like, and subscribe. Yeah. Like, and we subscribe. don't, do we have a, we don't have a banner for that, do we? We did, but I think I screwed it up and deleted it, but okay. I need to work on a new one. Well, we, we, uh, we appreciate the, um, the support, uh, letting, Facebook and YouTube know that you're following us and liking us and all that sort of stuff. 
And I have, I do have all of the audio updated in the audio podcast. I had, I had fallen a little bit behind on that. So everything is up to date in the audio feed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, cool. So that's up to date now. And I'll keep that update going forward. Did I tell you that I'm now on, I'm a TikTok. You mentioned something about that, but I'm, I'm not a contributor. I'm right I wasn't now, sure if that was the vodka talking or. No, I actually, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know the lingo yet, but I, you're one of my friends or I'm following you or something. Okay. Um, which by the way, I need to have a conversation with you about some of your material, but, okay. uh, but, uh, and then, uh, we've got a couple of, uh, we've got a couple of uh, people that I recognize that are in our uh, little circle of influence here that are also in, in there. So it, I guess it shows up all of your contacts as, as, um, yeah potential friends well yeah i think they take all your contacts and sell them to the chinese so yeah, you know, there was a did you say there was a million residential addresses that were hacked in china this morning <laughs> so so i saw this i think this was a tiktok okay, of course in but, china that's just a small little town you know oh yeah but this guy think about this right because we've had all these conversations from your photography days but he said i want you to imagine if somebody walked up to you right now and said i'm going to print a book and in this book, I'm going to put everybody's physical address and phone number in this book, and I'm going to give it away for free. Imagine how people would lose their mind. Yeah. yeah. And that's literally, literally what we used to do. Literally what we had for 50 years. Yeah. You know? yeah. And if you're a business, it was the, it, listen, it was a bane of your existence. Oh. The yellow yeah. page advertising. That was a continual, um, uh, I'm not going to use the word I was going to use. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's almost a continual JBX, okay? Because here's what would happen. So first of all, you can never stop, okay? So, and then if one, you're in your section, like the photographers, okay, photographers, somebody as a new customer, they'll give them a half page for nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, now it forces every, and so that, that, that salesman will go around and, and show you the potential book. Well, here's so-and-so, they're a half page others mm-hmm. so now you've got to go up your game that is half a page way back then was like 2500 bucks it wasn't cheap okay mm-hmm. and then in like and in my town we ended up with three we couldn't have one we couldn't have one we had to have a competitive one and then we had to have this little other one that somebody came out with so there's three of them out there now okay i was i told those i said listen let me, let me just tell you let me tell you something right now this is a this is a prediction that you can take to the bank as soon, as soon as I do not have to do business with you sons of bitches, I will be gone, and you'll you can you'll never see my fat ass again. I won't. What they I didn't, and that happened by the way because everybody quit. Doing, so that that company, which by, by the way was Windstream, was the one that I used last in Lexington. Mm-hmm. They end up buying out one of the cell phone companies here for a while. So you had to, if you didn't watch out, you were going to be their customer as a cell phone. I'm like hell no. You know, you're, I'm not paying you guys another red cent. I've, I, I mean, I'm not going to go. I'm getting my blood pressure's getting up. I don't need to be doing that. So. Yeah. I only had one experience with it, but I, that was all it took. All right. Well, let's get into the subject matter at hand. Um, so the black robe wizards uh, have refused to hear the case of the California trucking association um, uh, lawsuit against AB five. Um, the least shocking piece of news that I've personally ever heard, um, you know, 
<clears throat> I mean, who didn't see that coming from a mile away? Um, so yeah. the, the yeah, but in this industry, we hope we just sit around and hope that somebody will come to our aid. It's it's typical, predictable, yeah. right? Sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, you know, I I was reading. I think it was Rachel. Um, Maddow? No, Rachel Premack. Premack. Pre I don't know her name. Um, I'm looking at the. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, let me put. Let me just put this beautiful piece of imagery up on the screen. Um, crimp tab. Here we go. Well, that's beautiful. AB5 ruling enters trucking into the inferno. <laughs> oh, gosh. So um, I guess this is, has to do with that podcast they've got that like six people listen to. Um, so I read some of these articles about about this and, and you know, oh, it's going to do this and it's going to do that and uh, 70,000 owner operators. I mean, like they, th I mean, do they honestly believe that all of these owner operators are going to go, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to sell my truck. Um, no, no, they're not. They, so they've come up with all these doomsday scenarios where, um, you know, these trucks are just going to poof, just disappear. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because everybody's everybody's all about being an outlaw until it's time to do outlaw shit. And then they're like, I, I can't be an outlaw because it's against the law. Um, so, number one, I don't believe for a second that it's going to have the impact that they think it will. Because uh, human beings have a very, very, very long history of just not doing what they're told. Uh, I'm sure there will be a bunch that will move now. I think what well, we haven't heard, we're still waiting from Landstar. They haven't, they haven't made a statement yet. The closest yeah, well, thing they, I've have, they haven't updated their statement. You know, they, right. they decreed back whenever this all happened that you had to either move or leave, you know, one right. or the other. Did they actually, um, can all the California BCOs or did they stop whenever the injunction came when out? When the injunction came in, they just paused. But I know they had made the announcement that basically, you know, you were going to have to not have a California address or you're going to have to cancel your lease. You know, right. that that with AB5, um, they they were prohibited basically from leasing a truck. Now, of course, I, I went over to the dumpster fire that is Twitter and had a and had a, a stroll uh, through the talk about gutted, forested land. Um, and there was all of these, well, you're not a real owner operator if you don't have your own authority anyway. Right. So, uh, of course, you know, so these numb nuts were happy about the, the, the lack of decision yeah. by the black robe wizards. <clears throat> um, but if you're, if you're leased to a company like Landstar, well, Landstar is going to follow the law, whatever it is. And so, you know, of course, People tell me they live in California. I'm like, why? It's the same thing I say in New Jersey. I live in New Jersey. Why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's usually, well, my, my, my in-laws are here or my family's here or whatever. Um, why? Still. Yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why? Is that an argument for or against? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, now I know that there's a lot of people that believe that as, as most really, really stupid ideas, originate in California and work their way East. 
um, that the federal government's going to try to put in this ABC test. Um, and I wish him the best of luck. Um, it's absolutely not going to happen. Um, there, I'm sure they'll try. Um, well, the, the drainage business is where it all really, really started. The drainage business versus the union, the Teamsters. Right. That's because there, there's, and, and, you know, if you look into it, there, there's a lot of abuse in that situation. I, I mean, I understand where it, you know, where it started, but I, there again, though, we're, we're trying to legislate people from making bad decisions. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what we're, that's really what this is all about. We're going to protect you from these, um, problems you know, that we created. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course, and of course, you know, now listen, half this industry, they run to the government to fix their problems. And then they get all butt hurt when the government fixes their problem. Cause this is exactly how we fix the LD problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, look, look, look what happens when they do get involved and make their decision. All the unintended consequences. How how screwed up could the supply chain get if they did? If they did. I, I read today that there's that they think now it's going to be October uh, before the um, the enforcement actually starts because of all the, the the things going. I guess within the state of California, but I don't I don't I don't know. Who knows? Um, but everybody was worried that seven days from whenever this happened last week that all this was going to come to an end. <clears throat> There's a whole lot of stuff in California that's going to rot before it gets to New Jersey. If those 70,000 drivers aren't driving, don't you think? Yeah. But again, it's, it's like a company goes out of business, right? The trucks don't turn into dust. The buildings don't go away. They're picked up by somebody else and they're used, but that entity no longer exists. Okay. Um, and so this idea that um, they, they think that, the, that all of a sudden, these people are just going to layer and say, okay, well, I'm an employee now. Well, the company's not going to do that. The driver's not going to do that. Now, that may be the, the – I'm sure there might be some uh, instances where a, a carrier is leasing a truck to a guy, and they just turn him into a company driver. Just Sure. But that I'm thinking that's 10 or 15%. You know? So there's this one tweet from Rachel. Uh, she says uh, – my understanding is that this is worrisome for current owner operators in California whose companies may want to hire them as employees. But in the long term, this means truck drivers in California will have access to health care, overtime pay, and other benefits as employees. And so I asked this question What if I don't want to be a slave? I mean, employee. I don't want their access, I don't want their benefits. I have lots of bis, uh, benefits as a leased operator, chief among them, not being a slave. So you have people that are like, oh, well, well, yeah, I mean, it sucks that these people's independence and freedom and liberty and uh, is, is, is been crushed and destroyed by the state. But hey, look, look what you get. get. Look yeah. what you get. Yeah, they're going to get benefits. So, but, but wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, 
<clears throat> I still don't see this because I would love if I had the time and the money, I would love to go out to California and just like no, pull over on. No, you wouldn't. No, you, no, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I would. I'd like to pull over on the side of the road and get a lawn chair and see how many illegal trucks go by. <laughs> I guarantee you, Carb with as many trucks as there are in California, Carb does not have enough enforcement capability, even using CHP, to get them all. They're going to get a few. They'll get the low-hanging fruit. But I guarantee you that there are thousands upon thousands of trucks traveling California highways every day that don't have DPFs, that don't have catalysts, that are not legal. I just I just guarantee it um, because the, the enforcement capability is not there. Just this will be no different. Try to buy a used truck on Facebook. You can't find one that's got DPF. <laughs> right. And, and it's not deleted. <clears throat> well, and um, all an owner, a California owner-operator needs to do is step across the border to Nevada, set up a P.O. box. There you go. Problem solved. It's, it's, just, it's, such, a, it's such a BS paperwork issue that you, you really haven't done anything. Um, and... You know, and, and this, this goes back to if the state truly had as much power as people think that it does, but generally the only power it has is to is 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 that to which you obey. Um, and look, we we've got we're coming up on two and a half years of a whole bunch of disobedience, and people are just like, you know what, I'm just not doing it. Period. Um, and they're powerless. So I don't think that it's um, uh oh this is a good point paul harris what's the percentage of drivers that actually get overtime that woman doesn't understand how comp companies enslave employees that's 100 percent uh i've talked to rachel she interviewed me for an article she's she's not a she's not a moron um she probably leans a little bit heavy on that college education um that lacks she, she paid a lot for that <laughs> i'm sure she did She's trying to get um, her money back. <laughs> uh, you know, she's, you know, Craig hired her. She's at Freight Waves now. She used to be at Business Insider, you know. Right, right. Um, but, but, well, and, and to, to this as well, um, I, I'm, I'm seeing so much of this. Well, the National Labor Relations, blah, 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 and truck drivers should get paid this, that, and the other. And, and of course, they do this fuzzy math to make it say, <sighs> The more government you get involved, the less it's going to benefit you. I don't know how hard that is for people to understand now after. Oh, they, they know that until they can't defend for themselves. So they have to have the government come guarantee them $5 a mile or yeah. guarantee them that the brokers won't out negotiate them. Okay. And that's, that's the, all this is the problem. You get what you ask for. Okay. Yep. You get what, and you accept what you, what, what you've, you know, it it's it makes makes me nuts. It makes me nuts. You know, hey, listen, it's not just us. Uh, look at all the all the other um, industries that are affected by this. Now, by the way, Uber and and uh, Lyft they got exempted, but with Prop Twenty Two last November. Remember that? I believe so. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's right. They got exempted, but they couldn't get trucking exempted. Right. Um, you, know which, else, you know who else didn't get exempted? Strippers. <laughs> it's true. So uh, there's, I was reading an article today that um, 
the biggest there's some company that runs all of them out what's one is called but anyway they've closed like I don't know, a dozen locations in california because it's not profitable anymore because um they're having to pay all these girls you know uh, health insurance and all this sort of stuff. So you can run them out of business or run them underground. You know, one of well, the yeah, that's exactly where they're going. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's what will happen to, to a lot of these truckers. They'll just, they'll just make a, a, a change. Uh, Cause they're not going to leave their homes. They're, they're, hey, gonna, I'm, I'm an outlaw trucker anyway. Remember yeah. I'm an old school outlaw trucker. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we got the name lunatic. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. You know, there's so much happening right now globally, um, and, you know, and there are, I don't, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but I do believe in opportunities. And there's just a lot of people that are making moves right now that are for their, their own benefit. Uh, we were talking before the show about this. Everybody remembers seeing the testimony of the Flying J CEO about being told by Union Pacific, well, you're going to have to cut your shipments way down but they never said why and i was listening to the no agenda show the other day and adam pointed out that you can go to their website right now and it shows you their uh environmental social governance score and one of the lines <laughs> say, say that again environmental, environmental social, social governance score yeah there's this esg criteria it's this globalist these globalist douchebags have come up with this. That when they ever see in the news that they're having like a G twenty seven, this all the this is all the mind numbing horseshit that they come up with while they're over there. Um, but this uh, here, I'll just put it up on the screen so you can see it. Uh, that, that's a phrase that I'm. What was the one you came up with two or three weeks ago? An anal inversion or something? A anal rectal inversion. Anal rectal inversion. That yeah. thing just it goes right next to that. Uh, all these words that. You put together to make word salad. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, this, uh, so this is union Pacific announces climate action plan to achieve its GHG emissions reduction targets to commit to net zero target. So this was December of 2021. And, uh, this is a bunch of mind numbing nonsense, but right here, promote rail part of their climate action plan, promote rail, as the environmentally preferable surface transportation solution. And so in order to meet this ESG goal, um, they have to um, basically behave a certain way. They have to do business with certain people and the, and the, and the people that do business, you know, um, uh, but, but it's all this, you can go to their webpage and, and it's just all this nonsense about ESG um, but that's why I, I guarantee you that this climate action plan is why they have told pilot flying J, well, you know, uh, we're not going to be able to haul your diesel exhaust fluid because, uh, you know, we, we've got part of our plan is we've got to promote rail as the environmentally preferable surface transportation solution. And, you know, I, I think that's funny because, um, I've, I've heard a bunch of these people that watch too much TV. And they're like, oh, but trucks are bad and rail is good and we should use rail. And I'm like, I would like to see you try to bike a train down a dock in it, just down that alley. L let's go ahead and, and say the same thing that's a, on, on autonomous truck. Autonomous, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just nonsense. 
it it works in certain you know situations but it's um it's limited you know it's um well Clarence McGee, I am disappointed that you have not signed up for the event. I was so much looking forward to you being a part of that weekend. So you need to get your act together, okay? I agree. <clears throat> Clarence is asking, what about the agents in California? Are they affected by this? I think they would have to be, but they might get around it because it's more of an office situation. So they may not be... Of course, they could fly completely under the radar, but I, I don't know. They're, 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 they're still the the B is what gets everybody. You can't work. You can't be an independent contractor for a company that does the same thing that you are doing for them. That's the right. problem. So I don't think it. Now, look, I think Landstar's they didn't get where they are by being stupid. OK, <laughs> um, I, you know, Landstar has a structure that, and I, I listen, I have no inside track, but I talked about this along when this thing first came up and well, what's getting Landstar going to do? Remember Landstar is a brokerage. Okay. Landstar, mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing that says, and, and Landstar does use outside carriers, which are legitimate, you know, independent contractors. Okay. So if, uh, I mean, everybody may have to get authority and run on the, con the, the broker side, that may be how it works. Uh, obviously they'll have to restructure. Um, well, listen, projects can be re rescheduled, Clarence. I mean, you got to get your priorities squared away. What's wrong with you, son? So, <laughs> and again, this is all paper that it's, yeah, it's just paperwork. It's, it's, it's not actually doing anything. Um, there was a woman, I almost called her Lorena Bobbitt, but that wasn't it, but it was like some, some Congresswoman or something, in California, Lorena, something, other, and she's a witch. Um, you know, she went on this profanely, profanity-laden tirade uh, a, a couple of years ago when this injunction first happened because she was so personally offended that that the mighty court somewhere, you know. Um, but these people are very narcissistic. They think that their job is to save humanity from itself. And and she's at the top of the list. I mean, she it, 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 she is a classical definition of borderline personality disorder. Uh, I, I bet she's a a joy to live with. Um, but she was one of the uh, big driving force behind this AB5. Uh, she, might, she probably even the sponsor of it. Uh, but she was kind of the public face. Haven't heard much from her lately. I don't know. Maybe COVID got her. Um, what a shame that would be. Well, another, another reason for my advocacy of moving all that border stuff, just slide it up. And have it go north south instead of east west. We, yeah, it's already like going to a different country anyway. So, um, well, absolutely. Have you you've never been out there on the ground? Oh yeah, you have. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I used to go out there every week. Um, you drove oh, in a truck. You you have you ever gone out there not as a not working? Just no, only in a truck. Um, you, you wouldn't like it. First of all, you're way too opinionated and your opinions aren't shared by the majority of the people. Once you cross that line over there. Yeah. So I'm an equal opportunity offender. I have, that, I have that, I have that fault myself. I tend to say what I think and it pisses people off. So mm. to gift. Well, 
here's what it comes down to, and that's and that's why the title of this is "Who's Going to Save You?" You are. No, nobody's coming. Um, if you, um, if you're going to be like everybody else, you're going to do everything like everybody else does it. You're going to go down when they go down. Um, but if you uh, have a reasonable business strategy, you have a low cost of operation. Um, you're running a business, not a hobby. Um, then you're not affected by a lot of this stuff, you know, a, a profitable business that you can verify by, 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 by having the numbers to support that feeling. And you've got the BSC 9,000 BSC 9,000. You know, we, listen, Kevin, there's an opportunity there. That scan gauge was on the market before he got a hold of it and put a oh, camera yeah. behind it. That needs to be the BSE 9000 BRLS version. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I was thinking about everything. That's a marketing opportunity. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, you know, uh, <clears throat> I don't remember who it was, but one of our drivers said something like, well, I want to do X. I don't remember what it was. And my response was, I would like for you to do the math and tell yeah. me what that's going to cost. Tell me what that is. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I would like to do, okay, well, hey, I'd like to do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But let's do the math and tell me what it's going to cost. Yeah. Um, because what we like to do and what we feel like doing and what seems like a good idea uh, will generally not stand up to scrutiny of the BSE 9000. You know, going back to what you said, though, about they're not coming. But here, that's the whole problem with this, though, Chris. You see, if you need someone to come save you 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 really ought not be in business anyway that that's the whole problem here you really ought to be a company driver you know an employee because that's what employees get they get somebody to to take care of them you know they get somebody to solve those problems for them uh and and at, at, again uh, at a price you know when you're when you work for somebody else you sell yourself to that company at wholesale and they sell you at retail and they keep the profit Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good line right there. I like, I'm going to write that down. Um, I'll send you my copyright royalty okay. request. But when you're, when you're self-employed, you, you literally eliminate the middleman. You sell yourself at retail. Okay. You keep the profit, but you also have to be the problem solver. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the whole problem here. That's the entire crux of this problem. If P, the only reason they got involved because the, the Teamsters wanted that that drayage that were preyed upon by these predatory leases, okay? Mm -hmm. They needed to be to have the protection of this union. God help us, okay? <laughs> and, and and it's a vulnerable group because they 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 probably I saw some of those leases. They were horrible, mm -hmm. horrible, okay? But it doesn't take somebody else to enforce that. You know, if that's, if that's, if you agree to do that, you deserve everything that you got coming, you know, I mean, I mean, look, you got to separate people into two categories here, you know, the sheep. Okay. And then the wolves. Okay. And if you're going to be the sheep, okay. The, I can't keep the wolves off of you. There's not enough shepherds out there to keep the wolves off of you, you know, and so if you're going to get in this big boy game, you better get, you know, you better grow some fangs and, and, a and a tail, you know, because you're going to have to have it to survive here. Everybody's not going to get a trophy. You remember that blog from five years ago? 
Mm-hmm. I ought to put that back out again. Okay. You know, you, just because you sign a lease or just because you buy a truck, that doesn't mean that you are guaranteed success, you know? Nope. And, uh, and if you have to have somebody come save your ass in order for you to be able to be a success, that's the problem right here. This is exactly the problem. And if enough, listen, the problem we have right now in this entire country is that everybody wants that free money that we, everybody got last year. And now we're all paying for it. Okay. That free lunch, that's what's costing uh, all the money this weekend to to cook your hamburgers out, you know, and all this other thing that inflation's out, out, you know, going crazy is because of all the free money and all the money that we printed and everything we all, you know, nobody wants to work right now because they get paid more to stay home than to work. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, after a while, when, when all the people pulling the wagon start getting in the wagon, what the hell happens to the wagon? You know? So, so here's a good question, but, but isn't the only way to get into trucking start off as a company driver? Well, sure. There's nothing wrong with being a company driver. I've been a company driver. Larry's been a company driver. A lot of people need to be company drivers. There's going to be a whole lot of people this year that, that are going to realize that they're, they're better off being a company driver because they don't know anything about running a business. So get and go work for a good company that knows how to run a business and they'll make you do the things that you wouldn't do for yourself. And then you've got income. You know, my, my issue here is, okay, imagine it's not trucking. Imagine I've got a hot dog stand. Okay. And I'm pushing my cart down the street and somebody walks up to me and says, well, you should be an employee because if you had an employee, you get benefits. Okay. Well, who's going to get the profit of my business then if you make me an employee? Well, don't worry about that. You know, like Larry said, they're buying you at wholesale and selling you at retail. Okay. Well, if I, if I give up that autonomy and I give up that liberty with my hot dog stand, now somebody else is walking off with a profit and I'm just getting company benefits. That's my issue. It's the forced enslavement when I don't want to be a slave anymore. I have no desire to be a company driver when I now understand that if I put up some capital, and I manage the risk and I take all of the, of the precautions that I need to take in order to get that profit. So somebody, cause somebody's going to get the profit. Okay. Somebody's getting the profit. Let's not, don't, please don't leave that part out because all of these, if, if every one of these 70,000 owner operators instantly became employees, somebody's going to make that profit. And that profit's what we're fighting about. Somebody else wants that profit. It could be the unions, the union wants the contract. The union wants the, the influence because the, the dues. Yeah. The, they <laughs> want the power and influence that they used to have that they don't have anymore. Um, but somebody wants that profit. And so whenever anything like this, anything you see pop up on the television or in a news article, you need to learn how to ask the question, who benefits? Who benefits oh, from, uh, <clears throat> what this is, right? Um, because somebody's trying to benefit and 99 times out of a hundred, they're going to use the state to try to regulate you out of the way so that they can come in and make that spread and, and, and shove you off into uh, indentured servitude. 
Now, Gene's making a point here. says, I didn't start as a company driver. I've never been a company driver, and I didn't go to truck driving school. Okay, that, that's possible. Uh, that's possible right now. It was a lot more possible years and years ago when you could, you know, you could learn on the farm and you could get a chauffeur's license and grandfathered into CDL before there ever was such a thing as a CDL school. But any person right now could uh, obtain a seat, go buy a truck and a trailer, use that truck and trailer to obtain a CDL. You could, you can show up at the, down at the DMV and, uh, and say, all right, here's my truck and my trailer. I need to take my test. Now, I don't know that may have changed with this entry level driver training nonsense they come up with, but there's probably a way around it. And then you could get an authority and you could pay the 50 or $60,000 or whatever it is to get the insurance started. And you could go from zero to owner operator. Chances you're going to be in business after six months next to zero. Um, well, there's, there's, listen, those are, those are pioneers. Okay. There, there's nothing wrong with someone that has the ability, the desire, the motivation, the drive, you know, willing to take the risk, all those things. I mean, that, that's, that's a pioneer that that's what, and there's going to be a few of those. I mean, we we recognize a lot of those in all, all different aspects, you know, of, of life and business, but the majority of people aren't going to, aren't going to do that. You know, they're not that type of you know, um, you know, they're not going to, they're, 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 they're going to have to get started somewhere. And here, this is the problem I have with the trucking industry. Okay. Going back to Brian's thing. Yes. Let's say that, that almost every business, okay. You have to start somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. look, you know, and, and I was a professional photographer for 30 years. I had to start by working for another photographer. I didn't know shit about it. Okay. I mean, it was a nice hobby. I didn't know anything really about it. So I worked for another guy. For, I worked for a year and made nothing. Zero. Okay. <laughs> I worked every Saturday for nothing. So, you, you know, I, and now, of course, my career was, was obviously successful and I made a ton of money. And that's, but someone is just going to start out and do something that's rare. So the, 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 typical path is 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 you know to work for somebody that that does what you want to do or you think you want to do Mm -hmm. and learn from them now here's where it gets a little awry okay let's go back to any other business let's go back to hot dog stand for example i don't know anything about hot dogs i'm going to go work for a hot dog place i'm going to learn how to be the best hot dog place there is I'm, so i'm going to work for this guy i'm going to learn everything i can okay then i'm going to go in business you know, uh, competing with him or maybe a different area, but now I've got to invest in a hot dog stand, a hot dog machine, a hot dog product and ploy. I got to do, I got to put up all this. See in trucking, you want to do that in trucking. You, do that. you know, everybody that drives a truck that hates their job and everybody that drives a truck hates their job because they hate their dispatcher and they hate their uh, safety person. And they hate, you know, so that they think the, the escape, out of what they hate is driving a truck with their name on the side of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we can make that very easy for you in this industry. Sign this document right here and you can have one tomorrow with no money down, no credit, no zip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's not that, you know, that's where the problem is. That's what AB five is trying to eliminate predatory leasing. So let's take the let's take the opportunity away from everybody mm-hmm. 
because a bunch of you can't uh, can't to take care of yourselves. Can't protect yourself from signing a document that's 30 pages long that you didn't read the first paragraph. If you took it to any attorney worth his salt, would tell you to run from it, not sign it. But yet we do thousands of them every day in this country. Mm -hmm. That's what AB5 is after, you know. So um, let me go back to this uh, starting at zero and going straight to owner operator because people get butthurt if um, if I say there's something wrong with it and there's, there's not, there's not anything immoral about it, you know, but we, we interviewed a guy one time that was wanting to, he said, Hey, well, I got money. I want to go. I don't want to be a company driver. I want to go straight into being an owner operator. I want you guys to help me. And I said, okay, um, I need well, you to have, we, at first we said no. <laughs> and then right. you came up with this scenario. So. And I said, okay, you, I, the only way that I would agree to do this is if you have a paid for truck and trailer and you have $150,000 cash in the bank. And that knocked the wind out of his sails because in order to do this, you're going to have to have at least probably 75 grand, 50 to 75 to buy a truck and a trailer. That's worth having. You're going to have to have at least 20,000 in the bank to cover maintenance. Uh, you're going to have to have at least probably 50 grand in the bank because you're going to do your own billing or you're going to factor, which is dumb. Um, why not? If, even if you had the 150,000 or two, two, well, in this scenario, it's like 250 grand. If you had $250,000 in the bank, I would still tell you, go be a company driver for a year and learn how this industry works. Then come to us and let us show you step-by-step step so you can create the good habits. And then you've only got to take about 50 you can leave the other 200 in the bank to grow interest. And then you could spend 50 and buy a truck, get to the same destination, but be so much less risk involved. But he didn't want to spend the year as a company driver. Yep. He wanted, he wanted to bypass the part where you have to go pay that price. What if I had refused to work for that guy for a year for free? Look at the, hundreds of thousands of dollars that that would have cost me in 30, 32 years. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, you know, it, and, and that's a, that's a problem we have with, we're, we're, we have not, we're probably two generations in now to, to this. Uh, I don't want to sweep the floor. I only want to start out with a desk job, you know, with, a, with, a, with my name on the door and a plant in the corner, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, people, they, they, they get out of the, out of college with a degree they can't use. Mm -hmm. And so they just go back and get another degree that they can't use, <laughs> you know? And, uh, I mean, we, you know, we're, you drive down the road and everybody's got a hiring sign out, you know? Yeah. Hell, I'm trying to, be, I'm trying to add on to my, hell, you can't get anybody to damn work. There's nobody out here that will build a, that will, that will hammer nails and, you know, or if they are, they're backed up six, eight months to a year, you know, and you can't get to them, you know, the, the few. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm seeing <clears throat> perusing TikTok, I actually get a little bit of hope because I see that light bulb is starting to glow. People are looking around going, wait a minute. So I can go get, like you said, I can go get a, a degree that's worth zero. 
um, I find out after I've it's got the worth degree. less than zero because it's cost you a hundred thousand dollars to get it. Right. It's a negative value. So I can go get another one that's also worth zero, and now I'm two hundred thousand in a hole. And now or, you want, and now you want everybody else to to forgive that debt for you because you made a bad decision. That's the AB five of college. Yeah. Let's just wipe it all out because you made that stupid decision. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. Well, no, well, I saw I saw a TikTok of this comedian that, that went to do a corporate event and he got done with his set and they came up to him and they said, Well, you you made a, a like it was a joke about feminist or something. Um and 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 he had offended someone and they're like, Well, you're gonna have to apologize. So he goes up to apologize. <laughs> And he's he says, listen, man, I, I'm a I'm a feminist. I, you know, I'm I'm all for you know women and this that the other. And then then he makes an OnlyFans joke at the end. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm not going to be allowed back in. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and listen, let me promise you, if I had the equipment, I'd be on OnlyFans tomorrow. You know, but I just I'm not I'm not equipped. Uh, <clears throat> That's a little TML right there. Listen, okay. I see some of the money these girls are making, and they are doing okay. I guess, um, I guess it doesn't really matter that AB5 is knocking out the strippers anyway, is it? I mean, oh, yeah, they got a lot better job stay on Stay home and get a better job. Don't oh, have to yeah. put up with all the dickheads, right? Right. So. <clears throat> uh, oh, there's <laughs> Ms. Jean said, I got a degree to repair television sets, and now they go in the garbage and get a new one from Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I walked through Sam's Club today because I wanted to I wanted to smoke some ribs today, so I had to go buy some ribs. And they got a hundred and hundred and five inch TV in there for like eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my lord! I remember the first time I got a Sony, you know, the LED Sonys, a Sony top. It was like three thousand dollars. It was about this big. Oh okay? yeah, you know, we bought a fifty five at Walmart. I think last year, maybe in twenty twenty, and it was like two ninety seven. Right. So we get it home and I, and I went and I looked up, I did a, 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 you can search Google date. So I put in like before 2010, 55 inch TV and it popped up an article from like CNET and they had just released this, you know, this 55 inch television around, I think it was a Vizio and it was like $2,900. And I'm like, kids look here, you know, yeah. we just bought this television for $290 right. when it came out. You know, the year Levi was born, yeah. it was twenty nine hundred dollars. You know, yeah. um, this has got to be a Mopar guy, Hemi forever. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so but here, here's the a good here, question. It but, is, but here's the answer. We got to read it for the audio people. Do okay. you guys here's ever foresee in the future in your company where you will, you guys will take people straight out of CDL school and hire and train them, or are you strictly sticking to one year policy? We're sticking to the one year policy because it's Landstar's policy. Yeah. You know. As long, as long as we continue using Landstar as our carrier, which I don't foresee that changing. Um, we've talked about this many, many times. We choose Landstar um, because that's where we can function and do what we do. Um, I think it's the best opportunity still. It'll be interesting to see how this AB5, if it changes the, the business model at all. But, but Landstar has a one-year minimum uh, requirement. So we, it's not necessary. We actually prefer two years. Our, our recruiting information says two years, uh, because we have found when we started this, we said right up front, we're not a driving school. We do not want to teach you how to drive a truck. 
But we find out that people have only got one year's experience. First of all, they didn't teach them anything in CDL school. So they know nothing about reading. They know nothing. Most of them can't shift a a manual transmission. So we bumped it to two years so we could get someone with a little more life experience. So we wouldn't have to teach as much. It still doesn't work. So now we have to have restrictions, you know, two years experience. You must not have an automatic restriction. You must know how to, how to do a manual transmission. You must know how to read a map. And if you use the words that GPS told me, you're uh, you're disqualified in, before you can get the last word out of your mouth. Yeah. So, um, so that's the reason why is it now it's, you know, it's, our, our program is designed to teach the business of trucking, not how to be a truck driver. And I would yeah. love to. I really would. I I would love to be able to take, you know. Uh, if, if money was no object, you know, and I had unlimited capital to invest, um, I would love to take an 18 year old straight out of high school, um, and put them in a dump truck or, a you know, some local interstate deal, um, to bypass all of the, um, bad habits that are created. Um, I think it would be a, it is a great opportunity. It's expensive as hell because you've got to get insured, you know, and that's that's why these big companies are kind of the front door. They're self-insured, so they can afford to hire these rookies and have them, you know, tear shit up. Um, let, let me. Let, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna destroy your dream. <clears throat> well, you know, I, my dream's already destroyed. I'm saying Not, I'd love to, but it's too expensive. You I'm can't gonna do change, it. I'm gonna change your mind about loving to. Okay, how many 18 year olds have you raised yet in your life? Well, I'm almost there with one. No, you're not. How old is she? 16. 16. Okay. Well, wait till you raise an 18-year-old, and then you'll just eat all those words you just said. Last thing you're going to want to do is take an 18-year-old out of – no, you don't want to do that. Let the CDL schools – first of all, I don't the 18-year-old thing, I don't even know how it's going to work out, you know? Um, it's, it's, another, it's another BS. Listen, we have two 24-year-olds, 24 and 26-year-olds, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, think real hard here. There's a maturity level, even at 24 and 25 and 26, that could be improved, right? Imagine 18. Can you imagine 18 year old in our program? First of all, they wouldn't last 30 minutes. You would kill them. Okay. They couldn't take your um, sarcasm. Um, well, listen, but here's the, here's, here's the, the curve you, that you're not thinking about. Most of the kids from 12 to 18 that I'm dealing with on a regular basis are homeschool kids. So they're not these robots that we're getting out of government schools. They're, they're kind of a different breed. Um, and well, I, I tell you, I, there's some of the, I've met a couple of these kids that if I could do something very local, you know, where they were in a, they were in a truck with an, uh, an experienced driver every day. Sure. But again, this is such an expensive, I don't know that, I don't know that blue ribbon could ever have the kind of, 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 I don't know, capital to invest in something like that. Even though I would love to be able to take somebody from zero and walk them through the process, even if it didn't involve 18 year olds, if it was, you know, I see Richie's Richie's looking, I know, you know I we're that. talking about him. Uh, look, Richie's 25, came to us at 23, um, 
and and watching Richie grow through this has been one of the most rewarding things I have ever experienced. Okay. And I've had some 50 year olds that I wanted to strangle the life out of. So, you know, I'm 50 years old. Well, you act like you're 12. So, you know, um, <clears throat> but Richie accepts responsibility. Um, he, um, you know, he, he takes coaching and when he screws something up, he learns from it and moves on. You know, we had to work through that. Um, you know, <clears throat> but it's probably not in the cards or something for us to do. Now I would love to see the industry adopt an, an apprentice model instead of this yeah. joke that they have now, but they're not going to because there ain't no money in it. No money. No money. <clears throat> oh, yeah, let's put it later. Uh, Rocky says, uh, started at 18 interstate hauling cars for a guy that mentored him. 94, I ran Florida, only making 2,500 to 3,000 a week. I turned out pretty good, but I've also been working since I was 14. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that comes, that, and that, but that goes back to, you know, I'm teaching my kids work ethic now, and they hate it but I'm putting it out there on a weed eater and saying, go do the job. Or when you're doing the dishes, do the job. This is practice for life because uh, this is your opportunity to learn how to go out into the marketplace and be valuable to someone. But if you're not going to learn how to be valuable to someone, you're going to be one of these pinheads from the college that thinks the uh, axis of the universe runs through the top of your head, you know, uh, and they're just, they're just idiots, you know, but they I were had, raised to be idiots. I had that shovel back at me yesterday. I, I responded to a Facebook post about a guy that was butthurt because they kept taking his post down. <clears throat> and so, um, I, I was basically telling that, look, you know, the, whoever, whoever starts the group, they, they have the right to edit what's on there if, if they don't agree with your views. That's their group. You know, you probably should just either start your own group or find one that agrees with you. And somebody responded and go, they said the same thing. Yeah, well, Larry, but the axis of the universe <laughs> passes through the, the middle of his tiny land. <laughs> and about that time, the whole thing went away. So they, they yeah. killed the whole thing. But somebody hit the it back at us. So <clears throat> I was listening to something. That, it was a clip, from, I think, from NPR, and they were doing this story about um, that they, they had polled people about um, uh, how they would choose an employer. Would it be about the compensation package or would it be how they felt about the company's moral compass and all this mm -hmm. nonsense? And so they play this clip from this young guy. And, well, yeah, I mean, now the money's important, but I should, I should really find a company that lines up with my views and, and I'm like, yeah, y'all are going to be broken out of business because you have made this all about yourself. You've not made this about the customer. You've not made this about adding value to other people's lives. You've not made this about enriching other people. It's me, 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 me. How do I feel about it? And what are my values? And everybody should line up with me. And they're so full of shit that their eyes are turning brown, you know, but they'll, they'll find out the hard way and no, and then they'll, be either bankrupt or they'll figure it out, you know? 
Yeah, unfortunately, the service business was being so dumbed down. I mean, it, it, the expectation is just gone. You know, I mean, it 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 it's 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 a shame that people really don't understand customer service. You know, Mm-mm. I mean, you you go to I mean, even though even the lowest level, you go to a Walmart, you know, guy. First of all, they've got twenty four registers and one of them's open. That's <laughs> start with. But even then, the person there, you know, he's got two hands, but he's only using one of them. You know, and He's talking to the, his buddy next to him, stand there that ought to be doing something else, obviously, but stand there and they're just bitching about their job. You know, at no point did they acknowledge the customer. No point did they say thank you. You know, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what, I don't know what, um, well, well, I, I mean, the, the, the autonomous truck thing, uh, that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's everything self-service. You know, the reason there's only one cashier there is because all these other uh, self-service lanes are all open and full. People, are, hell, there's a line getting to them. Mm-hmm. Because people have given up on having, <laughs> you know, hey, you can't go to a restaurant. I mean, there's a couple of restaurants we like to go. We have to call in advance. Is your lobby open today? No, nobody showed up. Okay, well, sorry, I'm not coming, you know. Um, so it's, now that it's accepted, that, well, let's just go through the drive-thru and, and just carry out. So, I mean, our expectation has been lowered so much because of this pandemic. Um, oh, by the way, did you, there was a big news thing today, the pandemic. And by the way, just in case you forgotten, it's still killing hundreds of people every day. That was a, that was a news article today. All the shit going on. Here it is. The pandemic, COVID is still killing hundreds every day. And our interviewing this doctor and he's going, well, we don't have anybody in ICU, but yet the, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and monkey cup, monkey pox. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, uh, some, I don't know who pointed this out to me, but this is 1972 to 75 all over again. Like somebody went and drug up a bunch of headlines from the early 1970s. And you could just change like one word in there and everything was identical. They were some transgendered tennis player. Uh, it was all about sex and, and all this different and, and the same economic issues and inflation and industry. It was identical all dude, over again. Dude, you we know? had gas rationing in 71 and 72, 73 but gas rationing. You could only buy gas on a certain day of the week. The good news is that means we get to do the eighties all over again, but with Wi-Fi. There so, you, go. you know, so, uh, we get, so good rock and rolls coming back. Good, good music will come back. Yeah. I just hope we don't do the neon clothes again. That was a little bit much. Yeah. We could do without the neon clothes. Uh, but I mean, we might get hair bands back, you know, uh, I mean, it could be, it could, uh, yes, Richie, the speed limit was lowered to 55. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And so cars were built to run 55. My, I had an 87 Dodge Dakota until my wife forced me to get rid of it. And it was geared and built to run 55. And so after they raised the speed limit, you know, you'd be going 65 down there. That thing is screaming because everything was the, I had a, I had an old car from like, it was an 82 model, I think. And it had a red dot on the 55 because, well, the national speed limit was 55. And so, you know, all these old cars from the eighties were, um, uh, <laughs> uh, 
wants a hair man. If you only listen to this, you're missing it. You got it. Yes, you got to start watching because you're not seeing the comments, and that's half what makes me. So, um, I I had a I had a '70 Chevelle Super Mm -hmm. Sport, three ninety six, three seventy five horse Cal induction. Okay, had a seven fifty double pumper Holly carburetor on it. So I have to explain to Richie what that is because his his mind's so far in the gutter. With a double pumper. We'll have to explain that one to him. So, uh, and gas is, uh, you know, you, you, you can only fill up every other day. I'm commuting back and forth to college, another city. I'm commuting. So I ended up having to, I had, I had to trade my Chevelle mm-hmm. in for a Volkswagen oh Beetle. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. A Volkswagen Beetle. That's what I, can you, I mean, you know that car be worth today? That oh seven, my gosh! And it was sweet. It was sweet. I mean, it was sweet. Is that the one you almost got arrested in? I well, I didn't get arrested. I got a ticket. The I, I bought it and got a ticket on the way home. <laughs> my best friend would have never met his wife if I had not done that. Because when I was going to the courthouse to pay the ticket, he went with me, and he ran into the woman who eventually became his wife. I've yet to get him to reimburse me for that ticket. (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) so there's a side conversation going here in the comments with Phil asking Richie what a hairband is. And then Richie says, I have no idea, Phil. I imagine it's a bunch of hairballs on stage, which is actually technically correct. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Look up White Snake. If you want to know what a hairband is, okay? White Snake. I saw a t-shirt the other day and it said, uh, uh, if you air drum to Def Leppard with two arms, you're an asshole. <laughs> um, but, you know, th- th- listen, th- this cycle, it just keeps going. You know, uh, we're in the 70s right now. We'll, we'll transition into the 80s. We'll have tremendous economic growth. Um, but I don't even know how we got here. We're so far off the rails. Okay. No um, but... Well, this is a comment-driven program, okay? Yeah. We have a subject matter. We address that. It sucks. We moved on to things that people want to talk about. So and we've got a bunch of people that are watching. Got a nice audience tonight. And um, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Clarence says, I'm glad there wasn't Wi-Fi in the 80s. I, I would like to have Wi-Fi. I'm glad YouTube didn't exist between 1992 and about oh, 2000. Lord. You know, because there's a lot of stuff I did that did not need to be cataloged. Uh, I, I I would I would be in prison if everything was if there was video cameras on every street corner like there is right now. Yeah, um, I would I would my life would be much much different. Do you know that everybody was is a felon that just didn't get caught? You know that? Oh yeah, everybody is a felon. Well, there's probably a couple of people that aren't. But well, um, we we had a guy unfortunately roll a truck over and total it a few weeks back, and. He asked me something like, well, have you ever done that? And I said, well, I tried awful hard. I just never actually did it. Um, you know, of course, he said his load shift. And I'm like, well, yeah, it did after you went through that turn. It, it, of course, they do shift when you lay them over on their side. You know, they, they do tend to shift. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, um, I'm going to put in a shameless plug right here. If you all see all this we're doing right here, that's what we're going to do all weekend. We're going to share. We're going to talk about things like that, it, it, especially at the at the Blue Room Bar. All these war stories are going to be, everybody's going to have these 
you know, it's going, you guys, you get, we, we probably can take about 10 more. Okay. You guys see, we got two weeks. So jump on board, get in here. Let's just get 10 more people in here. And, um, um, we'll save your, we will help your business. We might save your business if you are concerned. Are gone. Yeah. If you're concerned about how things are looking, um, you're going to, you're going to hook up with some a really, really good network of people that, uh, you'll make friends for life and business associates that will help you in your business. Uh, you'll get to see the great state of West Virginia. Okay. Yes, you will. Um, I posted a uh, example of a West Virginia cookout on Facebook yesterday. Did you see that, Chris? <laughs> it's a it's a pickup truck with a with an old type of radio antenna that you know sticks out of the fender. Mm-hmm. The guy had lined up all these hot dogs on this, this and driving around nine degree weather, and that was his that was his West Virginia. I I was riding. I rode up to Pennsylvania last week with Christian, our driver, who was born in Bogota, Colombia. And uh, we were talking and they've moved to West Virginia. And I said, uh, so how are you, you know, how's it coming? You know, how are you acclimating? He's like, oh, we had pepperoni rolls. I'm like, okay, well, you're official now. You know, you've had pepperoni rolls. You are 100% on the program. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. If you guys are coming to the event and you're coming from the east or from the west to the east, you need to make it a point of finding Hillbilly Hot Dog. I'm going to let you do the research. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's an experience that you need to have. Now, you can't go there in a truck, okay? You'd have, you'd have to just go in a car. Um, but you need to uh, you need to find Hillbilly Hot Dog. It's at exit 18 once you get to West Virginia, but a few miles off the road. Um, and uh, especially if you're a, a hot dog person, because you will find yourself that that will end up being on the top of your uh, list of, uh, of hot dog food and the experience, by the way. So. There's a YouTube video of Guy Fieri, uh, that diners, d- drive-ins and dives. Yeah. yeah. The, he went to Hillbilly hot dog. So you yeah. can see True. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. We used to go there, but it takes about two or three hours to go there, wait, eat and come back. It just, it just killed our day. So we kind of yeah. quit going, but yeah, it's almost an hour drive from hurricane to get down there. Um, but it's yeah i guess yeah it's about 40 miles 45 miles 40 miles yeah it's a good nice good now look when you get there uh, especially on the weekends motorcycles everywhere now that should give you an idea what kind of place it is you know those guys come from all over and to to ride down there on the weekends and um and eat there so uh ops system how far can the lines be i don't know the answer to that i think you asked me that and I cannot tell you that you need to call, call Pittsburgh Power. They've got a, um, they've got a, a, whatever you call it, tech line, and they can answer that. I don't think it matters because I mean it's it's run off oil pressure, so I don't think you could run it back in the back of the trailer, obviously. But I don't think running a few feet is going to hurt anything. But certainly don't take my word for it. Call the tech support line at Pittsburgh Power, and they'll tell you that. So yeah. I will tell you this. If the amount of hose they gave you an installation kit reaches it, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. If you have to have more than what's in the installation kit, I'd call them. That's what I would do. I mean, the thing runs off of oil pressure, you know, and you're going to have 50, 60 pounds of oil pressure. So, I mean, I can't imagine. Well, that, what was that one that that other competing Gulf Coast something other? Uh huh. uh -huh. Um, they, they would mount those on the back of the cab. So, right. um, Right. I would have to imagine. Now, I I, I I would, 
I would want it installed by Dr. Bonecutter so that it's going to be properly shielded and, and not have it rubbing up on a piece of metal somewhere and get a hole in it. And uh, then all your oil's on the side of the road. So yeah. another reason, Clarence, you should come to the event. You could get Carl to install it for you. Your project needs to be moved a week or two. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, says Hedgesville, West Virginia is in the house. Um, Where's Hedgesville? Well, it's actually over almost in Virginia. It's over off of 81. That's the part of West Virginia that we need. Oh, we need to get back. Oh, yeah. And Clarence has a 156-inch sleeper. So uh, it, it's a long way. To, but I bet you there's a spot Dr. Bonecutter could find to put that thing on there. Uh, maybe he can just put it up in the cab with you. You know, just mount it to the dash and run the lines down. He'll, he'll, he will make something. We oh, literally, he that. will, he will craft something to make that work. Listen, if, if the, the, the people that we introduced to, to, to Dr. Bonecutter, um, they would pay 10 times what we charge to come to this event to, to, to make that introduction again, as much money, as much trouble as he saved them over the years since we've turned him into a rock star. So getting a chance to come there and, and meet Dr. Bonecutter and get your truck worked on, I can't imagine why anybody would pass it up. <clears throat> yep. Um, hey, what you going to do about this? Um, yeah. wonder if you'll wear that T-shirt that weekend. Oh, here's a good comment I wanted to hit. Driverless trucks will not be a thing. Commercial aircraft that are Category 3 instruments certified have been able to take off land and fly themselves since the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, this is something that I wholeheartedly agree with. I think there will be there will be some autonomous trucks that are running very selected routes, um, but the first autonomous truck that runs over a minivan and wipes out a family of five, it is over, over, over. Look at the Concorde jet. You know, that Concorde jet running supersonic flight between London and and New York City was all great until it killed a bunch of people. And it was over, done, finished. I haven't been supersonic flight since. Um, I, in my personal opinion uh, is that the autonomous trucks um, and the obsession with them is like the obsession with electric cars. It makes absolutely no sense. There's not any market desire, but there's plenty of government money that's flowing into that research because – Somebody's got a hard on for this autonomous truck stuff. Follow uh, the money. Follow the follow money. Follow the money. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, it, dude, the irony, the absolute irony of people saying, okay, well, uh, we're going to have to turn off your charger because you can't use your air conditioner. Like, You do know that we didn't get the uh, fuel surcharge from the government agency this week or last week because of voltage irregularities. Did you? <laughs> yeah, did you not I remember. Read? I didn't yeah, make I that up. I didn't make yeah. that. That's the guy. I wonder how the grid's going to handle. You know how many how many million cars we have? You know, plugged up. Yeah, I was looking for that. Uh... I was looking for that. Uh, I saw that article. I was going to try to find it, but um, 
but I can't find it. Oh, there it is. I think. Uh, no, that was from that was from June. Well, no, that was last week. Um, it just look, just Google EIA. It'll come. That's up. one. That's a Freightways article. Um, but you know, anyway, I mean, just yeah, that's they they can't send out a. They can't send out a report because their computers are jacked up, you know. Um, and I'll tell you the best article of all places that I got it. The best article on autonomous cars was by Brad Keselowski, NASCAR driver, who's a very, very intelligent, thoughtful person. And this is probably three or four years ago. And he's a Ford. He was a Ford. I guess he still is a Ford guy. So he got this peek behind the scenes and he's going around to Ford and he's like, look, I'm on vacation with my family and I'm driving down the road, my Ford expedition. And he gets behind a log truck and he looks up the top of that log truck and he sees a loose log. He says, look, I can, my human eye can see that potential hazard. This car is not going to see it until it hits the ground in front of me. Um, you know, and then he went into the, the, um, the infrastructure that it would take. Cause of course they're wanting to talk about, they're wanting to build these. We need to in, uh, invest in infrastructure to build these roads that'll charge the car. That is 50 years away. Minimum, minimum. Um, you know, uh, and of course that, you know, there's a web, there's a, a YouTube channel or a website or something that catalogs Tesla crashes. Like, um, Tesla's, Tesla's got a problem, you know, and I just saw the comment, uh, yeah, the biggest hurdle to automated trucks is insurance companies. Doubt me. Just ask anyone who's tried to file a collision claim on a Tesla while in autopilot. Um, it, it's not going to happen. And Phil says autonomous trucks are like wind en energy, a government pipe dream. There will be people, uh, um, that uh, or just, just get obsessed with it. <laughs> Peter Cockendall. My grandfather had a self-driving vehicle. It was a horse-drawn buggy, and the horse knew the way home. Unlike a Tesla, the horse never committed suicide because it had actual intelligence. <laughs> oh. Oh. <clears throat> you know, there's just... <clears throat> There's so much impractical things, which, of course, that's what government does. Um, it, it takes the impractical and tries to make it practical, and it never works. So um, it, try, it tries to explain to you that it's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all um, need this, okay? We're, this is for your – this is for your so – the government's like a huge condom, okay? This is for your protection. Uh, public service announcement, Bitcoin's still on sale. <laughs> yeah. And will continue to be. Um, Look, I, I was telling somebody today, like by every statistical measure, which means back to using the BSE 9000, because you can feel some stuff and you can think some stuff and you can, oh, it seems like by every statistical measure, there has never been a safer and more prosperous time to be alive in human history, period. Despite all the distractions, despite all the problems, some real and some imagined, there has never been a better time to be alive than July 4th, 2022 by every measure. Now you've got to turn off the news 
uh, because they'll just constantly feed you with nonsense and propaganda to make you think that that's not the case. But it's never been better than it is today, and it's only going to get better. But when we're in situations like this where the globalist douchebags are doing all the stuff that they do uh, and creating problems, you need to have a low cost of operation. You need to have all of the, the good cost savings habits to, to weather this storm. And once this storm is over and the clouds have passed, the sun shines out again, and we go back to just what we were doing before. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's where it's at you know, um, and it's being prepared. And that's what running a business is about. It can't be a hobby. Well, I think we've beat this horse up. Yep. Uh, we'll just uh, call tonight and uh, thank you all for listening and watching. And Oh, well, let's hit, uh, let's hit real quick. Um, we do have a truck available. We uh, do. So <clears throat> we do. Oh, there it is. Drive for blue ribbon.com. Uh, fill out an application. We'll get with you. We'll do an interview. We'll hit you in the mouth a little bit and uh, figure it out if you're right for the program. But we do have a couple of trucks available. So now would be a good time to come and learn. Uh, wax on, wax off. First hand, first hand yeah. knowledge. You think the you think the weekend with the lunatics is good? Spend a year and a half with us. <laughs> See how good it is. It didn't get any better than that, right? Don't forget nope. to, to reset your mindset. Uh, the only one this year, okay? As much trouble as you are, it might be the only one forever, but <laughs> I say that every time I'm about to do one of them. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of work, but anyway. Um I guess that's it, right? So next yep. next Sunday night, um, and then at the event, it'll be on Friday night. So you're going to get us twice in a few days here, Sunday night and then again on Friday night. So, And Friday night's going to be a barn burner. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have, have a lot of people that are going to make cameo appearances on that Friday night. So, And most of them doesn't know that yet. So. <laughs> yeah, we have no clue. But uh, All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Everybody be good. Take care. Be safe. Yeah. See you.